I could make a million On my way to a million I could make a million I could make a million On my way to a million this is another episode of the Ain't Trying to Hear That podcast with Jordan Alexander, and I have a very special guest in the building, Miss India Walton. How are you doing today? I'm well. Thank you for having me. I'm special. Okay. Yeah, I'm special, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, let the people know early. So you are running for mayor of Buffalo, correct? I am. So um, when did you decide? Well, tell the people um, how to get involved and how to become a registered voter here in Buffalo. Yeah, I think the most important thing about voting in Buffalo is that because we are a primarily Democratic city, mm -hmm. um, most registered voters are Democrats, mm -hmm. the, this election is going to be decided in the primary. So we don't have until November. Mm -hmm. We need to choose who our next mayor is going to be on June 22nd, and that means you need to be registered by May 28th. Okay, so May 22nd and May 28th are important dates, so... June 22nd June, and May 28th. June 22nd and May 28th. And where can people find that information? On the Board of Elections website. Mm -hmm. um, or if you go to my website, there should be more information posted there. www.indiawalton.com Okay. And uh, you have social medias that people could ask? Uh, I'm on all socials. All India. Socials. India Walton on Facebook. Mm -hmm. India for Buffalo on Instagram. Something similar okay. on Twitter. I'll plug it all in there for you. Okay. <laughs> so um, you're running for mayor. So wh when did you decide you wanted to run for mayor? And what type of problems did you see that you wanted to change in Buffalo? I think this has been a long time coming for me. Mm -hmm. Just being um, born and raised here and just seeing the condition of, of my community for so long. Mm -hmm. And knowing that people who you know, graduate from college or have good jobs, tend to move out of the area. Mm -hmm. I've always felt the, the need to stay to make it as best as it could possibly be. Mm -hmm. But I think that in more recent years, doing work in the nonprofit sector, building homes over in the Fruit Belt neighborhood, mm -hmm. working on police transparency and criminal justice reform, mm -hmm. working to legalize adult use cannabis. Mm -hmm. It's just like, we need leadership that's going to do the things that we need and right. want right right so you're from buffalo you bills fan what okay. am i <laughs> That's, is that even a question okay okay where you get your pizza normally um normally lenovas but okay. i'm not i'm more of a wing girl i'm not okay. i'm not a big pizza fan okay all right all right i respect that i respect that i like my pizza and my wings you where know? you get your pizza i'm from? greedy i'm greedy i mean i always say the best place was leonardi's but okay. they closed you know, my mom always to be like, Leonardo's got the best pizza in Buffalo, you know, but I like bocce's and, you know, Lenovo's is good too, you know, so, you know. Yeah, but. I'm from down the way, so I grew up on bocce's from, bocce's on Clinton. Okay. Yeah, okay. You, you're probably too young to remember that. Yeah, <laughs> anyway, <no. laughs> so um, you made these public health um Neighborhood stability and fiscal responsibility. So public health, what does that mean to you? And what do you want people to know about public health and what you're running for? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a registered nurse. Okay. And our communities, and when I say our communities, I mean those occupied by black people, mm -hmm. people of color, and poor people. Mm -hmm. um, our communities tend to have the worst health disparities. Mm -hmm. um, shorter lifespan we're coming out of a pandemic. We know that we were disproportionately impacted mm -hmm. by that on many levels as far as unemployment, mm -hmm. outcomes, immunization rates, mm -hmm. um, 
you know, when we do get sick, we tend to be sicker. Um, so I really just have a focus on leveling the playing field. And when you think about health, it's not only the absence of illness, mm -hmm. it's an overall state of well-being. How healthy is your housing? Right. Is there lead paint? Mm -hmm. um, do you have well, access well, to do you have access to healthy food, mm -hmm. clean water, fresh air, green space for exercising? So, right. you know, health really is is all of those things. And I intend to improve the overall quality of life and health of the buffalo community okay so that also ties into neighborhood stability right because you have public health then the neighborhoods can be more stable because i noticed in buffalo a lot of abandoned houses a lot of vacancies a lot of just a lot of trash like just all the things that you don't want to see in our neighborhoods right mm -hmm. so what are we doing about neighborhood stability the interesting thing is that studies prove when people have an ownership stake in where they live, mm -hmm. crime goes down, health outcomes are improved, mm -hmm. children learn better, mm -hmm. um, and the foundation of a healthy community is access to affordable housing. Right. Why does the city, the city is the largest property owner. Really? Yes. Wow. And any property that's in the city inventory means that it's not having taxes paid on it mm -hmm. and we wonder why the city is always in a state of fiscal crisis it's because we're not growing our tax base right mm -hmm. we will rather allow homes to be vacant become dilapidated mm -hmm. eyesores and blighted than hand them over to a family to be able to get them rehabbed back to productive use and on the tax rolls. Um, mm -hmm. So as the executive director of the Fruitbelt Community Land Trust that was really one of the things that we aimed to do was take the houses from the city. We had money that we raised to rehab them and the city wasn't coming up off anything. So when I'm mayor, I'm gonna make sure that people who want to rehab houses, particularly those who want to live in them, mm -hmm. are not only able to access the property, but also get flexible financing to be able to, to rehab them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and for young people too, like coming out of high school, like, you know, you could have trade opportunities where you can learn a trade and stuff like that i wish i would have gotten to trade like straight out of high school you Absolutely. know i didn't really know about it but you know that could be something too so and the last thing uh fiscal responsibility mm -hmm. right we, we, <laughs> why you laugh because it just it's, it's a funny term yeah i mean uh what that means to me is i guess understanding financials right and understanding mm -hmm. how to um make your money work for itself you know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. So what does that mean to you and what do you want that to look like for Buffalo when you're mayor? Um, fiscal responsibility to me means that the state and federal aid that comes into our communities for our communities gets to our communities and that there's a level of transparency mm. and engagement in community. Um, the draft budget for next year mm -hmm. is being worked on right now. And I got an email this afternoon that I had until 5 p.m. to comment on it. Well, I haven't even seen it yet. <laughs> it just came out on Friday. Wow. Today is Tuesday. So you give people, and I'm an informed person. Mm -hmm. I'm a person who pays attention to these things. Mm -hmm. So if I didn't know that the deadline was today, how does the average person engage in that process? Mm -hmm. So as mayor, I want to implement participatory budgeting. And what that means is that I'm like, Jordan, Mm -hmm. This money coming in, right. you got to come to this meeting so we can figure out together how we best use these resources. What do you need? I'll be there. <laughs> I need a lot of stuff. <laughs> we, we all do. But right. the problem is that we are not a part of the process. So a lot of times mm -hmm. 
the, they say the the squeaky wheel gets the grease, right? Mm-hmm. So when you see streets being repaved in more affluent neighborhoods, it's because those people are informed of the process. They have a seat at the table, mm-hmm. and a lot for a lot of us, we don't even know how it works. Mm-hmm. But with a person like me in leadership, I'm going to make sure that people have opportunities to engage, mm-hmm. and not only to make their voices heard, but someone who's going to listen and act on the concerns of the people. Mm. Okay. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. So, um, 2020 was a lot about, um, police brutality and how, um, black people are treated, people of color are treated in America. Right. So, um, go through a little bit about, um, some about police reform and like some things you want to change about as far as how people are policing, how police are used in our communities. Mm -hmm. I have a history of fighting for police accountability and transparency Mm -hmm. prior to, 2020 um my first organizing job was working on something called justice and opportunity coalition so the police advisory board that exists right now is because of the work that i did um buffalo police have body cameras right now because of some of the work that i did with you know with other people um but as mayor i want police taken out of mental health calls Mm -hmm. taken out of traffic enforcement we don't need police for that the 15 the 15 uh Miles per hour speeding <laughs> limits. I know you. T- I know you spoke on that. I've, I've been following you. That has to go sooner than later. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And you know there are ways to calm traffic other than cameras and mm-hmm. and over enforcement. And we know that fines and fees again disproportionately impact people who are already struggling. You don't continuously implement fines and fees in a city like Buffalo that's one of the poorest in the country Mm -hmm. right and never invest anything in infrastructure Mm -hmm. and then brag about not raising taxes because a fine is a tax just by a different name wow that's that's true that's true so you talked about um, not having police at the mental health um, calls but um, what about what what other stuff as far as like um, I had written down here to your uh, independent oversight board. You know, I said you said you wanted to on your website. You said you wanted to implement something like that. So how would that look? And they want you wanted to give them more power. So talk a little bit about that. So the police advisory board right now has folks um, who are appointed by the common council. They apply. And I believe the process also includes the, the current sitting members of the board to mm-hmm. be able to choose the people who sit on the board. It's made up of community members, mm-hmm. um, folks with backgrounds in community, criminal justice, social work, mm-hmm. experts in the field. Right. right. Um, the unfortunate part about it is that they don't have the power to subpoena police for information, right. nor do they have the power to recommend disciplinary actions. Mm-hmm. We've, we saw last summer a lot of terrible things happen, right? We saw um, Martin Gugino, who's a 75-year-old man, pushed down to the ground by Buffalo mm-hmm. Police. Yep. They got off scot-free. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw a police lieutenant calling a, woman of, a young woman of color, uh, an honor student all kinds of nasty names, mm-hmm. nothing happened to him. In fact, he just decided to retire and he's going to get his full pension mm-hmm. when they denied Carrie O'Horn hers for all of that time when she was the one doing the right thing, right? Mm-hmm. So an independent civilian oversight board will have subpoena power and also be able to recommend disciplinary actions for police who don't hold up 
they're they they're not doing their jobs right mm-hmm. and um it just limits the power of the police and the police union because we know that history has shown us mm-hmm. that the police are not going to police themselves they don't they don't do a good job they don't do it at all i can't even say they don't do a good job at it they just don't right i, I agree with you so you also wanted to have a public safety detail right like people in the community basically like I guess police the community themselves basically. Mm-hmm. I, I, is that is that kind of what you wanted it to wanted it to be? When I because when I read it, that's what that's what it seemed like to me. Public safety detail means people in the community, like a neighborhood watch type of thing. Right. Right. So how how do you feel you could galvanize people to be a part of this and really change you know the culture you know because the culture in Buffalo the culture is just like mm-hmm. don't ask don't tell I ain't seen nothing like it is what it is this is how it is around here right so how are we gonna change that culture in Buffalo? I'm I'm glad that you use that word culture mm-hmm. right because we have a lot of work to do to shift the culture and how we do that is we build community mm-hmm. right now we have a police force mm-hmm. that comes in from the suburbs many of these people don't live in the city right. but when officers do live in their in the neighborhoods they have a different relationship with the people right Right. so the one thing is having you know our our patrolmen live in the communities they serve Mm -hmm. and the other thing is really providing resources to communities so people are not so desperate that they need to steal from each other Mm -hmm. and also teaching people restorative practices and conflict resolution Mm -hmm. again ownership is key Right. Right. When you don't feel like you belong, when you don't feel like you have any power, you have Mm -hmm. a tendency to handle things in a different way. Mm -hmm. When I was coming up, it was the corner boys who kept everybody in line. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it's it's not that I'm condoning that in and of itself, but the culture that came along with it. Right. There there was a there was a code. There was leadership right right in the community. Mm -hmm. And we just have to get back to that. And that, you know, I will be calling on clergy, elders, Mm -hmm. and OGs Mm -hmm. to come together and get our neighborhoods back right. Right, right. That sounds good. Well, we covered a lot. Can you uh give the people the dates and where they can find the information to be voted one more time? Absolutely. Register to vote, y'all. Mm-hmm. Register to vote by May 28th. Go to the Board of Elections or call me, 246-1492. I'll get you sh- straight with your voter reg. Okay. Now, in New York State, mm-hmm. we have early voting. Okay. So the primary date is June 22nd. If you go in in person, that's the last day mm-hmm. you can do it. Okay. But you can start voting june 12th you got 10 days before you can start on june 12th you can go in person you can do it by absentee through the mail so from june 12th to 22nd go out to the polls if you're tired of seeing your neighborhood look the way it is if you're tired of not having opportunities for growth and advancement then you need to get out and vote for india walton on june 22nd but Take it one step further. Mm-hmm. Go to my website, www.indiawalton.com. Follow me on social media. Sign up to volunteer. Help me. The way that I win this is with young people, mm-hmm. side by side, working together. And mm-hmm. I need y'all. Right, right. I saw you at the grand opening of the Buffalo Kids store <laughs> at, the, at, at the Galleria. <laughs> Let me ask you, what, what's, what are you listening to right now? What's on your playlist right now? Who you um, got? 
I gotta be honest, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole lot of silence on okay. my on my playlist. Okay, you're busy. I'm busy, and when I am listening to music, it's usually something inspirational, mm-hmm. probably some gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some Beyonce girls okay. girls run it. Uh, run the world, right? you know. Okay. Yeah. No, no, I, I like that. I like that. You busy. You got a lot going on, and. It sounds like you're gonna do a lot of good work for the people. You you have been doing a lot of good work for the people, and you're gonna do more good work for the people in the future. And I appreciate you coming on the podcast. Yeah, thank you, thank you so much for having me, and and invite me back in a few weeks so I can give you an update on how things are things are going. Keep the people informed. Okay, we could do that. All, All right. right. Yeah, sounds good. This is uh, India Walton. Uh, this is Jordan Alexander from the Ain't Trying to Hear That podcast, and uh, thank you for tuning I'm in. I'm on the gram, and she compliment fits. Hey. Like where you get that? Can you get me more? No. Why you think your swag is cheap? Keep it moving, Robin Paul. Hey, Peter Escobar. Uh-huh. 30 grand head start. Uh-huh. But a three to kill them all. Uh-huh. And but a four, they want it more. Uh-huh.